Get Sleepy is a production of Slumber Studios and is made possible thanks to the generous support of our sponsors and premium members. If you'd like to listen ad-free and access weekly bonus episodes, extra long stories, and our entire back catalogue, you can try out Premium free for seven days by following the link in the episode notes. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. My name's Thomas. Thank you for being here. Tonight, we'll be rejoining Poppy in her secret castle in the woods, along with her friends who we met in the first episode on Monday. They are halfway through renovating the long-forgotten castle, and in this part of the story, the friends will continue exploring the rest of the castle and its grounds. It will soon be returned to its former glory. We'll be releasing a special stitched version of both parts of Poppy's story this Friday on our supporters feed, Get Sleepy Premium. If you're enjoying the show and would like to hear even more episodes, Get Sleepy Premium is the best way to listen. In return for your support, you'll have access to our entire catalogue of over 600 stories and meditations. They're all completely ad-free, and you'll also receive a bonus episode every single Thursday. Tomorrow night, I'll be reading a meditation on grounding oneself for deep rest. And we're going to drop a preview of it here on the public feed tomorrow night, so you can always give that a listen first before deciding if you'd like to try premium. And don't forget, we'll also have that stitched version of Poppy's Secret Castle this Friday on the premium feed. The first seven days of your subscription are free, giving you time to make sure you're happy. For more information on Get Sleepy Premium, visit getsleepy.com support or just follow the link in the show notes. Thank you all so much. Now then, my friends, take a moment to settle in and get comfortable. Once you're snug and tucked in, close your eyes if you haven't already. Allow your breathing to slow down, finding a calming, steady pace that helps you relax even more deeply. And while you enjoy those calming breaths, focus your attention on the space between your eyebrows and relax that area. Then focus on your jaw and allow it to unclench 
move your attention to your shoulders. As you take a deep breath in, lift your shoulders up as high as you can. Hold the breath for a moment, and as you exhale, let your shoulders completely relax. Next, focus on your stomach, which rises and falls with each passing breath. Continue moving slowly down your body. Notice the muscles in your upper legs. As you breathe in, imagine the oxygen flowing into the muscles and helping them relax. Do the same for your calves. Breathe in, and then exhale. Finally, move your focus to your feet and toes. Feel them relax as you continue to breathe and let go of the day's tension. Now, we're ready to begin part two of our story. So I'll make way for Jessica as we once again join Poppy at the castle. Poppy stood in the middle of the enormous expanse of land that was the castle's garden. Lifting her head to the sky, she closed her eyes. She breathed in the fresh air and felt a gentle breeze rustle her hair. She could hear the beautiful songs of many different birds and feel the warm touch of the sun on her skin. A moment later, she felt a little tug on her trousers and opened her eyes. She looked down to see her best friend, Mabel the doll, gazing up at her. Mabel had been Poppy's favorite doll for many years, And now that they had found this magical place, Mabel had come to life. The doll smiled with her stitched mouth and raised her arms. Poppy lifted her up. Mabel wrapped her soft little arms around Poppy's neck, and Poppy knew 
even though Mabel didn't have the words, that she was thanking her for bringing them to this special place. A rustling sound came from the bushes over to one side. Poppy and Mabel looked over and saw the little brown bear peeping out at them from under the shrubbery. Then he disappeared beneath the leaves. Poppy and Mabel decided to follow him. Getting down onto their hands and knees, they looked under the bush, trying to see where the bear had gone. They could just see the back of him as he walked away along an overgrown path. To get under the bush, Poppy and Mabel would have to crawl. Poppy got down onto her stomach, but she still couldn't fit. Then Mabel had an idea. She pulled back as much of the vegetation as she could to create a gap that Poppy could fit under. Poppy crawled close to the ground and squeezed through the small gap. Once she had got to the other side, she lifted the leaves and branches so Mabel could follow her. This section was probably the most overgrown and neglected part of the whole garden. They would have to use some tools to tackle it, but the problem was, they didn't have any. Then they remembered the little brown bear. Looking around, they spotted him on the path up ahead. Stepping over branches and leaves, Poppy and Mabel followed the winding trail until they rounded a bend. There was the little brown bear, sitting at the end of the path, lazily licking his paws. Behind him, there was a small wooden building. It was a garden shed, but a little grander than the average shed. This one was the size of a cottage, and had pretty little windows on either side of the door. Standing on her tiptoes, Poppy looked in through one of the windows, and what she saw made her smile. The shed was full of all sorts of gardening tools. Everything they needed was inside. Lawn mowers, loppers, shovels and spades. Poppy tried the handle of the door, but when she pushed, the door wouldn't open. It was locked. Poppy frowned. She looked at Mabel and the little brown bear. What should they do? A flutter of wings from up above announced the arrival of the robin. He wasn't just any ordinary robin, though. This bird could talk. As he landed on a branch nearby, Poppy noticed that there was something in his beak which glinted in the sun. It was a key. 
the robin opened his beak and the key fell softly onto the grass at Poppy's feet. Princess Poppy, he said, I have brought you the toolshed key. It was lost long ago, but this morning, while I was out stretching my wings, I saw something glinting in the stream at the bottom of the garden. The key was lying among the stones beneath the water. Thank you, Robin, said Poppy. You have such strong eyesight, and you have found us the very thing we need. Poppy inserted the key into the lock of the shed door and turned it until she heard a soft click. She opened the door and stepped inside, followed by her friends. They were amazed at how many things there were to choose from. Each of them chose some tools, including shears and clippers. Poppy even found an old-fashioned scythe. Then they headed outside, back down the path, until they got to the overgrown bush. What better place to start than right here? Poppy began cutting the bush back to a more manageable size. Mabel and the little brown bear worked together to clear roots and branches from the path. The robin cleared the scattered leaves. They worked in peaceful harmony, all their thoughts on the job at hand. By midday they had made such good progress, it was as if a team of professional gardeners had been working instead of these four novices. Now that the leaves and branches had been cut back, they could easily pass through the bush, and the path leading to the shed was clear. Where next? asked the robin. Everyone chose their own area to work on. As Poppy was the only one tall enough to use the scythe, she would cut the long grass. Mabel and the little brown bear would work on the flower beds. And the robin would cut back all the other overgrown branches and bushes. The sun shone brightly in the sky above casting its light into every nook and cranny they worked on, as if it wanted to help them with their tasks. As Mabel and the little brown bear rid the flower beds of weeds, little buds unfurled out of the soil. The sun's rays invited them to blossom opening their flowery faces and bathing in the sunlight. Poppy had never used a scythe before, but somehow it felt right at home in her hands. It was as if her arms already knew, instinctively, how to use this ancient cutting tool. She placed both hands on the wooden handle and held it so that the blade at the bottom hovered just above the ground, 
Then she planted her feet on the grass and firmly swung the scythe from right to left. The blade swished through the long, dry grass, felling it immediately. It was truly satisfying work, and it was fast too. Poppy could feel the muscles in her back and arms, and enjoyed the feeling of working up a sweat Meanwhile, the robin was at work high up among the branches. From here, he could see right across the grounds. He used his sharp beak to chip away at branches and bushes. Of course, he made sure to check each branch carefully first for nests, birds, and insects. He met many friends along the way, and when they asked him what he was doing, he told them that Princess Poppy had finally returned to the castle. His bird friends began to sing when they heard this, and promised to spread the good news. After using the scythe for a while, Poppy decided to take a little break. It was a beautiful, sunny day, but it was getting hot. Placing the tool carefully to one side, she lay down in the long grass that she had yet to cut. It provided shade from the sun and padding for her to lie down on. As she lay on her back, all she could see was the tips of the grass swaying to and fro in the gentle breeze and the endless blue sky. She inhaled the scent of the garden and smiled to herself. This place was like heaven. Her eyelids were getting heavier and she allowed them to close. Soon she was in a deep, peaceful sleep, surrounded by the grass and cocooned from the rest of the world. Mabel and the little brown bear had fallen asleep together as well. They were curled up on the cool soil among the newly blossomed flowers. The robin Seeing the others resting peacefully, found a spot beneath the branches of a willow tree where he was protected from the midday sun. With his head tucked into the feathers of his red chest, he soon dozed off. About an hour or so later, Poppy awoke. She stretched her arms and legs and sat up. It had been such a good nap. She stood up and looked about, tiptoeing so she could see over the tall grass. Where were the others? As she pushed through the grass, out to the other side, she saw her friends, and they were not alone. 
A fawn, a rabbit, and a red squirrel were waiting for Poppy. Princess Poppy, said the robin who was perched nearby. Your old friends heard of your return and have come to welcome you home. The animals all bowed. Poppy could barely believe her eyes. How nice to meet you all, she said. She kneeled to greet the animals. They began to approach her, slowly at first, then becoming braver. The squirrel had brought her a gift of nuts, which he laid in front of her on the grass. Then the rabbit approached, lifting a tentative paw onto Poppy's knee. Poppy smiled and stroked his fur, which was as soft as silk, and he happily jumped up onto her lap. The weight of his furry little body felt warm and comforting. The fawn approached last, as she was shyer than the others. She was a beautiful young deer, with unique white spots covering her tawny brown back. The fawn bowed her head, not looking at Poppy directly. Poppy knew that if she was patient, the fawn would soon feel comfortable. She smiled to let her know that it was safe, and eventually, the young animals stepped up to where Poppy sat. Their eyes met, and Poppy slowly raised a hand, silently asking for permission to stroke the deer's head. The fawn lowered her gaze, giving her consent. Poppy had never got so close to a deer before. She felt truly grateful that such a shy and wondrous creature would allow her to come near. With one hand still scratching the rabbit behind the ears, Poppy's other hand slowly met the fawn's head. She brushed the soft fur with her fingers marveling at how velvety her fur was. Soon, all the animals were comfortable and bold enough to play with each other and Poppy. The fawn stooped down so that Mabel could ride on her back. The red squirrel sat on Poppy's shoulder, and the little brown bear loped beside them, while the bunny chased them in and out of the long grass. They all giggled and squealed each time they came close to being caught. Then Poppy noticed her scythe still lying on the ground where she had left it. The animals were curious as to what it was, Poppy carefully showed them how she used the scythe to cut the grass. After that, all the animals wanted to help with cleaning up the garden. 
Poppy thought about how quickly they would get their work done with all that extra help. So everyone spread out and got on with their tasks. Poppy worked on the grass until the lawn was immaculate. The robin cut back the overhanging branches and created sculptures out of the bushes. The fawn and the little brown bear gathered all the loose grass and leaves, collecting them into neat piles. And the rabbit and squirrel worked together. They uncovered hidden paths that ran through the grounds, leading to an allotment full of vegetables and a hidden orchard of apple trees. Afterwards, they all ate lunch on the newly trimmed lawn. The squirrel brought fruits and nuts from the forest, while the robin collected water from the waterfall in a pail held in his beak. And the others picked delicious vegetables from the allotment and apples from the orchard. They ate together, the happiest group of friends you could ever find. After they had rested for a little while, they decided to return the gardening tools to the shed and see what needed to be done inside the castle. Poppy was followed by the little brown bear, Mabel, the robin, fawn, red squirrel, and rabbit. They crossed the bridge over the moat and entered through the great castle doors. With the ground floor complete, they all spread out once more to explore the other rooms, halls, turrets, and towers. There were cobwebs to clear, floors to sweep, windows to repair, and much, much more. Poppy returned to her favorite room in the building, the hidden library. She had discovered it on her first day here, which felt like years ago now. In fact, now she came to think about it, she couldn't remember ever not being here. A memory niggled in the back of her mind, but it was too far to reach. She thought she could remember someone sitting under a tree in a small garden. Well, it must have been a dream. This was her home, and she was determined to make the castle fit for a princess and all the princess's friends. Mabel and the little brown bear took a long time to get up all the stairs on their little legs. But once they did, they found a long hallway with lots of doors. These led into beautiful but run-down bedrooms. Mabel and the bear found a room that had more windows than wall, and an exquisite four-poster bed. They agreed that they had found the princess's bedroom, 
so they closed the door and began working on a wonderful surprise for Poppy. The robin flew all the way up to the highest tower. It was even higher than the tallest tree, and the stained glass windows could be opened wide enough for birds to fly in. The robin knew that this would be a perfect spot for his bird family and friends to nest during the winter. He got to work, building cozy and comfortable nests for anyone who might wish to use them. The rabbit, fawn, and squirrel found the other bedrooms and chose which one they would share. There were many to choose from, but the three animals were so close, they were more like family than friends. They couldn't imagine not being close to one another all hours of the day and night. Once they'd picked a bedroom, they each got to work on a different room. There was much to be done. All of the curtains needed repairing, and the ornaments and floors needed dusting. The candles in the chandeliers had to be replaced, and it was time to give the walls a new lick of paint. They found everything they needed in the basement. Brooms, paint and paintbrushes, dusters and more. The animals opened every window in the building to allow the breeze to swoop in and take all the stale air back out with it. The castle began to feel fresh and awake again. The dust was shaken off each curtain, rug and pillow. The floors were cleaned so well the animals could see their own reflections in them. And the walls were coated with a fresh layer of paint and looked brand new. The robin flew back and forth from the tower to the trees collecting twigs and leaves. He built several nests, and all were comfortable and cozy. The castle was coming back to life. All different types of birds, from swallows to magpies, came and sat in the open windows and sang to Poppy and her friends as they worked. Down in the library, Poppy carefully dusted each book on every shelf. There were hundreds and hundreds of hardbacks, each one with a story inside it. Poppy handled them with great care. She knew that these books were older than she was, and maybe even older than the castle itself. After pulling each one from its shelf, she gently wiped it clean before sliding it back into place and moving on to the next one. She carried on like this for the rest of the afternoon, 
enjoying her work and listening to the birds singing. Later, Mabel and the brown bear knocked on the door and told Poppy they had a surprise for her. Poppy followed her two little friends out of the library, through the great hall, and up the stairs. They led her down a long corridor. The fawn, squirrel, and rabbit poked their heads out of the rooms they were working in, and followed behind too. At the end of the corridor, they reached a large wooden door. It was carved with beautiful imagery. Scenes of woodland creatures surrounded by tall trees. And in the middle of it all, a girl. Poppy looked closer. The girl had long hair and was wearing a gown fit for a princess. A doll was perched on one hip, and in the other arm, she held what looked like a small brown bear. Poppy smiled. They had found her room. She pushed the door open and stepped inside, followed by her friends. The most beautiful bedroom she had ever seen was waiting for her. In the middle of the room sat a grand four-poster bed. It had curtains hanging down all four sides, a luxurious bedspread, and too many pillows to count. Nearby was a dressing table with a stool and three-piece antique mirror. There were rugs spread across the gleaming wooden floor and tall wardrobes for all her clothes. But best of all was the view. There were three tall windows that looked out across the grounds with the forest beyond. The waterfall could be seen and heard from here, providing the most peaceful and relaxing sounds to fall asleep to. Poppy looked down at her two small friends with tears of happiness in her eyes. She couldn't believe what a lovely thing they had done for her. Bending down, She pulled them both into a big hug, thanking them. And that was how they lived for many years. Princess Poppy and her friends all lived together, eating in the great dining hall, reading in the library, and playing in the garden. In the winter, Birds would nest in the highest tower and lay their eggs. When the baby birds hatched, they were welcomed as part of the family. No one was ever lonely, and they never wanted for anything. 
They grew all the vegetables they needed in the allotment, and they collected fresh water from the waterfall. And in the library, they had so many books that it would take them a hundred years to run out. One day, Poppy and Mabel were out in the garden at the edge of the forest. They spotted a small trail leading into the trees and decided to go for a walk. They passed by oaks and beeches, elms and birches. After a while, they reached a fork in the path and continued straight on until they came to a small fence and a gate. On the other side was a garden attached to a house. Poppy opened the gate and stepped inside. There you are, said a voice. You're just in time for supper. Poppy looked towards the house and saw her mum waving from the window. And there was her dad. He was still sitting under the tree, reading. Poppy turned to Mabel. How could they have forgotten for so long? But Mabel didn't respond. Of course, she couldn't show her magic in front of mum and dad. Poppy lifted Mabel and carried her into the house. Something smelled delicious. Poppy's mum had made her favourite, vegetable stew with potatoes. As she sat down to eat, Poppy grinned at her parents. She couldn't wait to tell them all about her great adventure. And when no one was looking, she and Mabel shared a secret wink. We'll leave Poppy and Mabel here, sitting at the table to enjoy a good meal. Good night, and sweet dreams.